Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't adjust that dial because you're listening to Summer of Love 4, Time for Love, a special podcast event from two chunks and a hug. We've got time for love if we make it. Nothing can stop us or break it. Passion soars on wings like eagles seen from above. That we have left this time I think it's time for love Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk My name is Jordan Wonders And this week I'm just a regular chunk a regular chunk guy A chunk guy this time I'm Doge and let me get this straight You both went to the same school <laughs> Yet someone came back with a degree that's useful And the other one came back as Chunky Ellen <laughs> And I'm Carter. And I do. I do want to say. I do want to say right here. Ellen is a bully, and we don't like her. She's fake nice. And yeah, we I don't used stand to have a dream that. of being on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Now it's a nightmare. Ain't it funny how life goes? I hate that. I hate that. I'm Carter, and it was never my job to make you feel like a hunk. I can't make you something you're not. Ooh, is the most savage burn. Ooh. <laughs> I felt when she said that, I felt like when the hyenas say Mufasa. And I was just like, I shivered. I shivered. I was like, Mufasa, Mufasa. I was just so full of like (laughs) screen, screen empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to put myself there that if somebody said that to me, I would die on the spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that would would be it. it. I would just turn inside out. (laughs) Hey, Carter. Yeah. Why are you the hunk? I was going to say, because I think for the first time, in our history, I have complete control of an episode, but then I remember many Mondays exist. <laughs> yeah, how about 50% of our total output? <laughs> Somehow, these silly boys have given me more power. But coming up, and it's still happening. I can't believe it's happening, even though it's a year later. At oh the gosh. end of July, it, it just sometimes things just line up perfectly. We have my sports ball knowledge and the biggest sporting event in the world happening simultaneously. Mm. And so I am the, that. That is what uh, the Olympics. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that's where the gods live. That's where the gods. That live. big mountain, huh? So Doge, yeah. you'll have you'll probably know more about it than me. Love um, it. Can't wait to see my boy, my boy Hermes in his winged sandals. <laughs> I thought it was Hermes. 
I think it's airplanes. That's the cologne that he wears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll be uh, kind of in charge of that. And so every uh, week, starting this week, even though we have Black Widow next week, um, but starting this week, I'll be introducing what our next series is. And and for these boys, most often it'll be uh, not necessarily live, but as we're recording this episode, that they'll know what is our Olympics adjacent. And again, we're doing Summer Olympics, and the series is called Olympics. P-I-C-K-S. Do we have a colon? Did we say there's a colon? In yeah, there? it's colon, colon Carter's Choice. Carter's, Carter's choice, choice. That's right. Olympics, yep. colon, Carter's Choice. It's my favorite Meryl Streep movie. And so yep. uh, hang around for the shout announcements in this very episode, and you'll hear about episode one. I'm so interested to see Olympics. what the vibe of that is, because I think it could either Triumphant. be like- it, like we're watching The Natural and we're going to cry about Dennis Quaid throwing a baseball very fast, or we're watching like Bad News Bears. Do you mean The Rookie? I mean the rookie. I don't mean the natural. I'm sorry. See, this is why I'm in charge. <clears throat> we just accidentally showed our ranking of who knows sports yeah. movies right here, right now. <laughs> exactly. Hang on. No, I got to know. Oh, okay. What's the one where Spencer Breslin plays a very young Bruce Willis, maybe? Who's the adult in that one? That is Bruce Willis. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What is that movie? What is that movie? Uh, I don't know gonna, that movie. I'm going to Google it. You're not a Brez head like me. I, qu I quote that movie a lot. There's one specific quote that I Disney's, use. Disney's The Kid. The Kid. That's why I hey, guess. Know. Hey, guess the Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Just guess. 15%. I was going to say 42%. It's 49%. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, I quote that movie a lot in the bathroom. There's a part where the kid, uh, Spencer Breslin says, it's pretty crazy that we both have to pee at the exact same time to his older self. <laughs> and whenever I am in a public restroom with somebody I know, I like to say that. <laughs> Do you and think nobody... that movie is where they got the idea for Looper? Yes. God, yeah, I was like, this worked so good the first time. Let's do it again. <laughs> I do. I do think that. But yeah, I just think it's funny when you're at a urinal next to somebody just to turn to Isn't them it and crazy? Say, it's pretty crazy Isn't that we both have to be at the exact same, same time. time. It's pretty crazy how good this episode's been <laughs> so far. So far, it's been great. Well, I tried to save us and then you... You 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 popped a hole in my life raft. Yep. Dang. Yep. And I thought it'd make you go faster. I thought it'd be like an air jet on the back, but it just made you sink. I've seen cartoons. <laughs> no, we are we're we're finishing up. Look, we're we're wrapping up Summer of Love and it, it's it feels like it's gone too soon, but sometimes that's how love works. That is somehow somehow Oof, sometimes that how sucks. it works. Sometimes that's how love works. You gotta Goodness. if you love something, let it go. And if it's real, it it'll yeah. fly. I don't I don't understand that analogy. I've never gotten it. But look, the last movie, the first place vote based on your decisions, dear listeners. That's what we're talking about this week. And uh, it's 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 going to be a little movie known as Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Asians. I've never seen this. This is my first time. St you have seen it though. Well, now, now I've seen it. Now okay. I've seen it. This was my first time to have seen it. Doge, sure, sure. give me a synopsis so that we may discuss this movie. This week's synopsis Comes to us, Kurt is even all-time great, Nick Reganus. Goodness. Nick Reganus writes, Rachel Chu, a plucky Chinese-American economics professor, is on cloud nine when Nick Young, her polite, dashing, Oxford-educated boyfriend, invites her to accompany him to cosmopolitan Singapore to attend his best friend's wedding. Seeing this trip as a golden opportunity to meet Nick's family, before long, Rachel discovers that Nick has been harboring a little secret. 
The Youngs are not just fabulously rich, they're practically the wealthiest family in the country. Now, as Rachel tries her best to prove herself worthy of Nick's love, mingling with Singapore's elite, the confrontation with Nick's disapproving mother, Eleanor Young, an elegant but icy matriarch defined by duty and tradition, is inevitable. Is Nick willing to sacrifice everything in the name of love? Mm-hmm. To the surprise of no one, Nick Reganis demonstrates that he continues that, that, that he is truly he is adept. a pro, an yeah. absolute pro, absolute pro, one hundred percent pro. All right, let me say something. <clears throat> oh, here it comes. Finally, uh, Callie. Callie didn't like this analogy, but I th- I've thought more about it, and I still stand by it. Um, but she 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 thought I was insulting this movie, and I wasn't. But so there, I think there are three tiers to this type of movie. The lowest tier is the Hallmark movie. Yes. And I don't mean romance movies. I mean this style of movie. And I, I can get into it in a little bit. But <clears throat> the, these movies where it's like love or my dreams, love or my dreams. Can I have both? Can I have it all? That's a very Hallmark yeah. style um, conflict to have, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, very little, very so, little women, Pride and Prejudice. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there are, uh, there are Hallmark movies. And then there are uh, Netflix romance movies. I'm thinking specifically like um, The Christmas Prince. Mm. How are those different than Hallmark? The quality level. Okay. Their overall quality is a better movie than a Hallmark movie. So you're saying all like like actual technical quality or like yes. this is three types of Love or My Dreams movie? No, the... These are all the same type of movie moving up in quality tiers. Okay, got is it. what I'm saying. Got it. So you've got, got the Hallmark, then you've got like the Netflix level of this type of movie. Then you have this, which is like a studio quality, high quality, like romance movie about sort of this like person comes into a world they don't understand. I'm thinking very much like Santa's workshop is real and it's been behind my reality this whole time. It's kind of like that. <laughs> Rich people into, are real? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like, uh, it gave me very big like Princess Diaries vibes where it's like, I'm I'm clueless how to operate in this world that has existed and I kind of knew existed, you know, like that kind of thing of like, yeah, I just don't have the decorum for this or whatever. So yeah, it just gave me very strong like, top tier version of that movie kind of vibes. Um, just in overall like cinematic quality and like effects and and just the look yeah. of everything, you know? And so that that is the lens through which I watched this, knowing nothing about it going in. I very quickly was like, okay, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Thoughts. What do you mean by you see what's happening? Like, like I, like I understand. Described. Yeah. Like I understand the structure of what we're watching through that lens. Yeah. Yeah. I think structure is probably the only word we can choose. And I think that makes sense. And I think that's synonymous with what you're like trying to right. posit here. But yeah, I don't want to jump straight into my super pump. So I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah, But sure. my super pump is how this feels very different uh, structurally. Did you, did you, you said you don't want to jump into your super pump and then you super pump. Did you mean to say super dump for one of those? No, 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 super pump. Uh, and, and I'm saying like it is, I, I will be more specific about this later. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But I'm gotcha. saying like it is it is uh, something attractive about this movie to me. Very attractive was structurally, narratively different how it was from something I had seen before in a love story. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying it's a beat for beat, one for one comparison. No, yeah. For it's sure. just a very similar like base model mm-hmm. that has been added on. You know? Yeah, sure. You know, Netflix tried to buy this. 
they tried to buy mm-hmm. the rights to this. And uh, I loved that the director basically said, no, I want to be able to show that a cast because this is one of the things that made the big movie news and national news. This was a, a fully uh, yeah. Asian cast film, which just doesn't, in, in my own ignorance as a young white man, I didn't even know that that existed, that, 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 that this had not happened, right? Like I was right. like, oh, yeah. I can't believe, first of all, I can't believe this is the first time. And, oh, really? You know, it was like just having yeah. complete control of it. But yeah, he was like, I know I can do it with, I can do it for 30 million, um, which we'll find out. Michelle Yoon helped with some of her own money too <laughs> at some yeah. point. But yeah, I, I'm glad that they, there was confidence in this movie. I think you can see it too. I think the confidence yeah. in the filmmaking almost and, immediately. And this movie is just the visuals are gorgeous. It's so I mean, oceans yeah. to me. It's it's like really pretty. Yeah, like there's totally. so many, I think the, the time that we spend uh, getting those beautiful crystal clear close-up shots of not just like, fashion and just the dripping wealth, but also like in the kitchen, like here's what we're making. Like here's all, it felt docu-series. It felt like. Dude, my my super pump was almost all the cutaways of food, like in the street market. And then oh, the we're, street we're market made me, dumplings, I watched like, this too late at night. Yeah. Because I was ready <laughs> to just go get. I was like, man, I'm hungry. Un vaso of elote. Yeah. <laughs> like I was about to go get some street <laughs> corn because I know food. they're still open. Um, I so here's something you guys might not know. I think we all know on the show that I really love watching like cooking videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Number one most like zen type of cooking situation for me to watch is people making dumplings. I love watching people like making dumplings, stuffing dumplings, cooking dumplings because I think it's a level of of dexterity I'll never achieve. Like I'm so bad at like, <laughs> right. yeah. like even rolling a burrito. I'm just like, I don't know what it fits. Just rip it in half instead. Like I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I'll never be able to make a dumpling. So I love just like watching like people intricately like stuffing these and, and all that stuff. So yeah. this was like a special treat just for me when we have a whole sequence about let's all sit around and make dumplings. I was like, oh, for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> totally. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I also wanted to just say really quickly that I think the music is incredible. Yeah, in it's real movie. good. So fun. All of the all of the cover songs. Yep. In, that are part of the soundtrack were so cool. Yeah. My bummer. My only bummer that I did not love is that the Elvis cover was in English. Yeah. In the wedding. Yeah. It's like we all know what that song is. You don't have to sing it in English yeah. because why? In in because that music is actually happening in the scene it's the only music that's actually happening in the scene and the characters can also hear it so why would this be in english right yeah. you're kidding me why is this in english yeah still cried um <laughs> so one of the one of the very first things we see and uh i ended up appreciating it appreciating it more uh but I, I do like that rachel is a professor in game theory I think that's uh yeah that's cool. There's a lot of it's cool. There's a lot of especially it's NYU, right? So especially at big schools, it's like there's incredibly attractive electives, and I can't believe someone's sure. job is to teach something like that. Like that the fact right. that there's movie history, there's actually movie history professors that are making bukus of money because they just love what we love. Um, but th- this opening scene essentially being the callback for what happens later, I thought was timed really well. But I think right off the yeah. bat, there. To me, the chemistry between uh, Nick and Rachel is pretty sizzling. I think uh, 
I like Henry Golding a lot. Yeah. I think there were moments that it didn't feel like he was up to par with the actors around him. But that's for a very real reason. (laughs) Uh, He was not an actor. (laughs) Yeah, in in our street food scene, when we first get to Singapore, uh, when he's talking about the food, and it's like basically, you know, in Singapore, this is one of the only times street vendors can have Michelin stars. I was like, man, he'd be really good at hosting like a series yeah. about, and it, that's that's his start, right? He was a travel yeah. show host and what a perfect like demeanor and voice for that. Yeah, it's like totally. completely plenty of personality, but you don't have to be the center of attention. Your personality can be the surrogate for the things you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he kind of tends to do that uh, for Rachel, I think in, in, yeah. in the, in the, in their relationship. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I think that he, as an actor specifically, um, has a lot of like likability and charm to him. Like he's very easy yeah. to, he's easy to watch and like, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I could see how one could fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick us off right here though. Um, because the character of Nick, um, is kind of my super dump for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he sucks. It a is, little bit, yeah. It is awful that he has thrown his girlfriend into this situation with zero preparation whatsoever. She gets to be surprised by this. He does not. There is no excuse for it. And watching this movie, I was just like, no way, dude. Absolutely not. Like any any time that he is seems like he's at odds with what's happening. I'm like, no, you don't get yeah, to be surprised point. by people's reactions. Yeah. You knew I, this would happen. It's like it's still offensive even if it's three weeks in because at that point it's like you're going to throw her into this and y'all, y'all aren't even serious yet. But it's been over yeah. a year, right? Haven't they been together been for over, over a, year. a year? I think so. And yeah, because yeah, he was supposed to go home a year ago forever, move home a year ago no, and he didn't because of Rachel. Because of her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's been way too long, which I mean, if we want to say that he didn't tell her about his life for some reason, fine, but at least prepare her on the plane once she's like, oh, you're rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I have a lot of stuff you need to know real yeah. quick. You yeah. need to know my mom will hate you. Yeah, Yeah. my mom's going to yeah. hate you. My grandma's going to hate you. You're going into a situation where everybody thinks that you stole me from our company and our family. Boy, like that heel turn on grandma was personally ruinous to me. I saw it coming. I, I, I did not see it coming. I was like, she is actually just a Disney grandma. A Disney grandma who's so wise and kind yep. in spite of her wild family. And then it was like, oh, actually, no, she's just also mean. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of see why, yeah, where Eleanor got it from, you know? I think that's yeah. part of the point too. Well, you know, she was treated by, like that by her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So she treated, you know, I, and I, I understand all of that. I do want to point out also the- But wait, uh, before that, can we say the- yeah. I think the way of doing this well uh, in terms of the dynamic of of someone being incredibly wealthy and then someone they love not is Astrid. Is Yes. That yes. is very creative yeah. and very, uh, you can kind of feel for her husband a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like the, uh, I don't want you to feel like, and because and that, yeah. that in a sense goes into real. like gender dynamics. It you know, that's more grounded a too. lot of stuff, yeah. And honestly, I thought Jimmy Chan delivered overall the best performance oh of the gosh. entire movie. Yeah, she's like she by a great. mile. She's phenomenal. She is. Yeah. She feels you like me into a it. classic Hollywood superstar. She's yes. she's my super pump in totally. this movie. I get that. She's so good. Dude. Uh, Astrid, Astrid's your name, right? Yep. Astrid. Mm-hmm. It's Astrid. Astrid. <laughs> Astrid is the only character that I think I liked in this. I like Rachel, uh, but Astrid is the only the only 
titular crazy rich person who is kind. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought you were like in terms of performance and stuff too. No, 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 no. Like it's, it's maybe not Gemma Chan then. Maybe Astrid is my super pump. Yeah. Maybe that's an important distinction to draw. She's acted really well by Gemma Chan. Sure. But I think she's the only person in Singapore who is kind. Astrid is so great. I honestly thought that her and her husband's storyline was the most interesting thing happening in this movie. Like I wanted way more of their dynamic and everything. Like I did not receive enough of her story. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, I think. Yeah, my super pump is that ultimately this actually is not a romance movie. Yeah. I think this is a movie about cultural identity. Right. Um, and that's why I love it. I think that's why, uh, because it it kind of gets packaged as one thing and then gets flipped to another thing. I think it's also just so thoughtful to know the weight of demographically culturally this movie in Hollywood and not make it be ultimately Hallmarkian or something we've seen before, right. but cultural identity. My favorite relationship is uh, Eleanor and Rachel. Mm. And I think that's the that's the meat on the bones here is like their relationship together and then playing Maijan at the end. Like the, I think yeah. the play back and forth between the two of them was so strong. And we've got, you know, we've got Michelle Yeoh who is like, royalty in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. She's a big deal. You know, she was in her thirties when she did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So it's like, wow, she's been around forever and you can tell the thoughtfulness that she had and how important this role felt to her, especially with things like that's her ring, y'all. That emerald ring is hers. They had something else in mind and she's like, no, this isn't impressive. Let's use some of my own personal. (laughs) Let's use my own very impressive jewelry. Yes. And so, but I think I think in something that sometimes we'll say uh, is princess movie adjacent, there's enough, uh, yeah. there's enough beautiful, like rich, like just dripping with wealth stuff in here. Her showing up to the wedding and stuff, like that was supposed to be like her Cinderella moment. It felt like when they finally sure. picked the dress for her to wear. But I think amidst all of that, the fact that this is Rachel trying to, uh, and it's like she she still can't help but be a fish out of water, even though, she can speak the language, the native tongue very well, even though she's what would be uh, a lot of people's definition of uh, incredibly successful. There were things that were unavoidable for her. And in the end, she had to choose, does this form who I am or does it just simply like point to where I came from? And I yeah. love that. That's my super yeah. pump. No, and I, and I, I, love, I love that her, her, her core realization is like, I don't really care if you think I'm good enough. Yeah. I get I get to decide that. I get to decide if I'm whatever enough for yeah. myself. And I, I do like that a lot. I want to be very, very clear. When I was comparing this to Hallmark and Netflix originals, I'm saying it in the sense of like Toyota and Lexus are made in the same vein, yeah, but no, there's I a know clear that. quality difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like yeah. what would be, because I think Hallmark too is just very much about, it is only about the identity of the movie is the relationship between the Correct. man and the woman. Right. Yeah. There's nothing else going on. There's really. nothing yeah. else going on. So I, yeah, that's, yeah. it's funny how something so awfully made and kitschy can be such a lexicon of right how we watch these movies. I do want to talk about though, um, there is, so like the particular brand of like villainy here, just the way that it is delivered is hyper. And I think that's where the, um, that's another area that like the princess diaries comes to mind, which, um, is a movie I love, but the, the, the brand of like 
catty girl villainy here is so over the top and goofy at some points that I found it hard to stay connected mm. a little bit. Like um, specifically the like fish in the bed and like <laughs> Eleanor's turn on the stairs where she's like, I oh went gosh. through exactly what you went through and I know exactly how you feel and you'll never be good enough. Is like so, it was so like, whoa, kind of, um, I don't know That's what, the kind of stuff, that kind of stuff feels like, and I know this was a, a novel first, I haven't read the yeah. novel, but it's it's those kinds of, like the moment on the stairs in particular was like, oh, is this the kind of novel that you buy for seven bucks when you go to the beach for a week? Right. Like, is it just one of those like little, like you get this at CVS at the checkout or I don't know. And I, I definitely don't want to diminish it because it's an international bestseller. Like it's a huge deal. Sure. But just those moments like that, I agree. Those were just like, no, oh, that's Yeah, I'm, I'm only specifically talking about the way that our, our, um, antagonists, if you want to call them that, have delivered their particular brand and flavor of yeah. villainy in those moments is like completely so over the top that it struck me as almost goofy. Mm. Completely agree. And I, I had completely a hard time agree with that. Yeah. I had a hard time I keeping my grip. I don't agree, but yeah. let's talk about it. No, I, I just think it. Uh, I I totally I do get what you're saying. And first of all, <laughs> I want to make sure and keep us keep us accountable, like we don't have to respect international bestsellers. <laughs> we, yeah, did whole, sure, we did a whole sure. Twilight series, guys, so we're good. That's, true. that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> we don't have to say that's something that we do. I don't want to be held to those standards. Um, I, yeah, it, I, I think that uh, Eleanor is, is just like so bent over and formed and uh, clouded by like the wealth she's had to attain and the work that she's had to do uh, and with the investment of, I, I think, I think a lot of her absolute hate is projecting. Um, and I, uh, an, almost another reason for me to be the hug this week was I'm in my second, uh, second, I had my second counseling session and I'm really enjoying, uh, working on my emotional well Uh, mm. but, uh, I think the fact that I think part of what turns Eleanor in the end is realizing how much she needs help. Um, it feels like with how independent, uh, the raising of the wealth and stuff. Like I have, like even from the moment at the very beginning when we see her at the hotel, which is a great scene, which I'm, is probably what we should have talked about first. And she's like, we just bought the hotel. Uh, just arguing with that really rude thumb of a man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think because she's seeing so much in herself, I think she's projecting. I think she's saying these things at uh, what is the surrogate of Rachel that ultimately she's really upset about. Um, because I think it's Rachel is so impressive because she is legitimately impressive, uh, but she's impressive in a way that's uh, illegal. There's uh, it, it happens in sports a lot when it's like it's non-traditional ways to be a, a, a megastar and like be really talented. It's like, what do you mean you don't practice? Like, what do you mean you were born with it? Or what do you mean like yeah. all these things that just become offensive? So I was What do you totally, mean it's Maybelline? What do you mean it's <laughs> Maybelline? But yeah, I think, I think her really awful moments. Like, you know, I, yeah, it just kind of made, it made sense for me. I'm not, I, I totally get where y'all are coming from because that's part of what makes it feel princessy too. Yeah. She does feel like sure, it's like mother. heightened a little bit. Yeah. She feels like Maleficent in a way. It's just, it yeah. is a lot. And I think maybe that's what it was for me was like a, t a tonal, a tonal back and forth that I couldn't quite wrap my, wrap my brain around for mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think in my head, it was so through the lens of something being really fantasy adjacent in, in how spectacular sure. everything is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That I was probably to an extent viewing it as kind of fiction, like as a yeah over the top 
ex- exaggerated personalities. Yeah. No, I get that for sure. I definitely understand how. Um, at what point, though, like, at what point do you like paint yourself into a corner that there's no coming back from? You know what I mean? Because that's, I feel like, sort of what happened with the, like, how awful Nick's family is. Is like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a cynical boy, but I found myself when he proposed on the plane being like, still wouldn't want to be a part of that please family. Turn, yeah. Please turn him down. They've been yeah. awful to you. And now they're just embarrassed about how they publicly were awful. This isn't real. They're trying to save face. Dude, that's what I'm saying about, about Nick. It's that <clears> same <throat> category of Nick where it's like, I don't know why you'd want to be with him after he lets you fly all the way to Singapore for a week right. without prepping you for this yeah. awful it, it situation. It maybe feels like a happiest season <laughs> kind of vibe. Where yes. It's like they get back together in the end and we're supposed to be like, oh, good, true love. But we didn't really see them be in love all that much. So we're just like, wait. They were just yeah. awful to you for a whole movie. Maybe that's some Why of the... Are you uh, jumping back to them? Yeah, only now fully realized weight of Astrid to me is that because there is someone. Yeah. Because there's at least someone about because that Because at world. least Astrid's on their team. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I know that's weird and it sounds like it's making excuses, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to see for myself like why I ultimately like was excited because you're right, really, the only ones that seem to be on their side are not fully family. One is a great friend from college and the other yeah. one is like a distant cousin, you yeah. know? And yeah. we, we're we seeing that the ones are, that are on their side are the ones that are jaded yeah. by this empire. Exactly. Now, I think, I think um, my super pump will kind of reveal a little more about how I feel about some of these key plot points because I really want to... Was it Ken Jeong? I was going to say this. I was going to joke I know you love Ken Jeong. No, I do love Ken Jeong. Was it his cool hair in this movie? I do love Ken Jeong. So good. um, No, he's not my super pump, although he did make me laugh. Him and the brother, who, by the way, is very creepy and their reaction to him should not have been, ha ha, you. It should have been like, get out and give me the phone. I'm deleting all of those pictures. It's the exact vibe of the crazy, stupid love. Like, oh, I accidentally sent my nudes to this kid. And it's like, hey, that's not (laughs) great at all. Yes, dude. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, I I want to talk about my- Oh, you scamp. Like, no, that's a crime. That's actually a crime. You're so silly taking pictures of me and my mom. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Look, I want to talk about my super pump, but I can't legally because I I have, right now, I have to go to shout announcements or I'm going to explode. Welcome to shout announcements. It's, uh, it's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. And so that I can keep saying that every time, uh, Shout out to uh, Ellen DeGeneres. How did you fall so far? What's wrong with you? Mm. I would take Aquafina over Ellen oh, big on the show. 100%. Yeah. I like, my new, I like our new show, Aquafina. Have you all seen The Farewell? No. No, I I've heard She's it's great. amazing. Yeah. She's cool. very good. I've heard it's great. Cool. I've really not seen her in much of anything else. Is she just always a little bit Miley Cyrus? Like yeah, specifically a here. The, the, okay, the voice cool. a little bit. Funny, cool. Love it. That's funny. That's Love funny. it. She's a Miley Cyrus variant from a different time stream. That's true. See that alto. Yeah, big. Here's time. the deal. Here's the deal, folks. We've got Patreon, and it's a great way for you to. I guess. I guess what we're really trying to do is get you to have a little bit of a sunk cost fallacy with our show, where it's like <laughs> I'm part of Patreon, so it it must be my favorite podcast. It must be good. It must be good, right? But here's what we've got going on. We've got two tiers of Patreon, uh, but uh, the first one 
it, I never do this. I find myself completely stumbling over my words. We've got two tiers of Patreon. You volunteered the first for one. this. I know. I was confident. You I was said like, dibs I'm gonna, on Patreon. <laughs> I'm gonna actualize it. I'm gonna speak it into existence. And I'm now I'm stumbling. I'm doing a bad job and I'm thinking about it too much. We have two tiers of Patreon. The first one costs three dollars a month. And with that tier, you get some very specific bonuses, which I will list out right now. You get bonus episodes of our podcast. Ooh. We've done some real fun ones. I actually think I, I want to ask you guys, what's your favorite bonus episode that we've done? I my favorite is the Two Chunks Holiday Party, where we that reviewed, was a, yeah, that was we a reviewed an episode uh, and did a little bit of audio theater as well. That's retribution probably my favorite one. for a goofy movie is obviously up there for me. Sure, sure, sure. But that was our first one. I think the Holiday Party was so good. It's like Holiday Party is real fun. It's real fun. Carter, put you down for Holiday Party. <laughs> put me down for Holiday Party. That was put you down, okay. Holiday Party for highly party produced, super fun. Yeah. That one was super fun, but you get access to our holiday party and I think like 13 or 14 other bonus episodes. At this point, we did just announce that uh, instead of doing a specific romance movie for Summer of Love, we're going to be doing uh, a Patreon exclusive series where we're going to be going, taking a little journey through time and reviewing Back to the Future all three of them exclusively on Patreon. Um, so those are going to start dropping here pretty soon. You're going to want to make sure you're a part of that. And then if you want to upgrade from three bucks a month to five bucks a month, you get everything from the $3 tier plus access to our official chunky exclusive Discord channel, um, which is just about the most fun thing that I get to look at on my phone every day. I uh, really, really enjoy all the conversations that we get to have. It really is just the world's best group chat. I got... Uh, I got notified about the trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog, Jeez. which seems like a completely wild ride to me. Um, so th so thanks for bringing that to our attention, dear patrons. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of fun to be had there, but uh, don't keep it to yourself. Look, we are wrapping up Summer of Love, one of our favorite series. We're about to talk about next week, Black Widow. That is huge. And then after that, we're starting this awesome series that Carter is running the entire show on. It's going to be bangers after bangers after bangers. And listen maybe, to me. Maybe. Dude, no, honestly, we have no idea. No, it definitely is going to be. I can guarantee it. And okay. the thing is, you're, you're, you're supposed to be telling your friends. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know about this sick podcast that you love that's talking about Black Widow, that's talking about, I can only assume Angels in the Outfield at some point. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. But it's imperative that you share us with your mom. Moms love us, by the way. You got to share us with your mom. You got to share us with your your friends, your homies, your crew. Um, and they're going to share it. And it's it's sort of like a, a like a triangle where if everybody shares it with three people, and then those three people share it with three people. Mm. Um, and then at the end of it, you can win a pink Cadillac. Yes. <laughs> Tell your friends. Amazing. Um, also, I'm telling my friends right now <gasps> for the first time because Olympics, colon, Carter's Choice, is, is truly mine. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wanted to have our first movie be something that was the relationship between my actual like love for sports and then my love for the content of this podcast and the content of the minds and hearts and spirits of my co-hosts. Sure. So sure. the first one throws us for a loop a little bit, but we have to go back to the year 1900 and the third Olympiad when we were introduced to archery as a competitive summer Olympic sport with our first movie 
than to come 91 years later and starring Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's Robin Hood. Yeah, for sure. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves will be the first <laughs> yeah. movie cool. wow. for Olympics. Wow. Cool. My favorite sports movie. Uh, but, uh, and this will be the, uh, we're, we're, we'll have some more literal stuff later, but for now, uh, I just wanted to kind of get us ready. I wanted to kind of, I don't want to just drop some super yeah. sports heavy, technical heavy thing onto these boys right from the beginning, but we will start with, with that and uh, Snape and Camelot. So that's going to be a really fun time. Have y'all seen that movie? Uh, maybe Hood? once. No, I have not. Okay, the soundtrack cool. soundtrack is an all-time fave for me. Soundtrack I've put in my 10,000 hours with for various <laughs> Easy. projects. Easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I this is something, you know, you've got 2 weeks chunkies those of you listening. This is an absolute worth a watch uh to give you uh this is uh, selfishly to with the power that I have. This is a movie that I saw for the first time within the last year and from the moment I saw it I said I have we have to find a way because it is, uh, it is, I would say it's somewhere between Cutthroat Island uh, and uh, oh, I don't even know what else. I don't care what the other movie is. Yeah. Yeah. Any, so, any spectrum that has um, Cutthroat Island at one end is a, a spectrum I want to be on. If you turn around and whiplash me straight from Robin Hood directly into Field of Dreams. What if Carter backdoored right. this into a Kevin Costner yes, series? No, because the point too is I don't want to do too many things that are already just sports we see every year. Like what mm, do we only okay. get in the Olympics? Sure, sure. Oh, I sure. like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that famous shot put There's, movie. What was that uh, called if, again? If it could have uh, just if it could have just been a sports movie, then yeah. why 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 do it during the Olympic season? Mm, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So capitalize on it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be a good time. Well, uh, tune in for that. And now we got to go to an ad. Otherwise, how are we going to become crazy rich podcasters? You know how we always end this section. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I want a super pump now. Finally. <laughs> it's about time. Been waiting with bated breath. My super pump is the mahjong scene at the end. Yeah. Um, the way that we kind of finally get to I I I started to have a real issue with um Rachel just being real, go with the flow, even in her private moments. I, I I understand like wanting to respect the people around her and respect a culture that she's not super familiar with being immersed in all the time um, it, when public facing, but it seemed like there was not a lot of like, why didn't Nick tell me about this? Why didn't, you know, whatever. It just seemed like there was not a yeah. lot of frustration from her. But when she finally kind of stands her ground with Eleanor at the end, um, man, that scene was really good flipping the Mahjong tiles, beating her at her game. And the, the sort of like, I tell Cersei it was me vibe yeah. of like everything good that happens in Nick's life, everything that you view as good and right. I want you to always remember that it only happened because I walked away, not him. Yeah. 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 That was ball er, dude. Yep. I love yeah, that was that. really cool. That was I really cool. That. And in, in, in what universe though, in what universe does mom come back from that and go, you know what? Actually, I, I, do think you'd be a good daughter? Well, the whole thing was that she needed to respect 
that, yeah. that was like the whole push was like the respect thing. But I, I'm with you. That still feels a little loose. But well, I, I also love- think- I was just going to say, I still think the, that this is still uh, some of Eleanor's projection of herself onto Rachel. I think there was a respect gain the moment that she saw this kind of uh, no matter what feeling, like I will have the upper hand in this somehow. Yeah. Like I think for anyone to talk to her ever like that, yeah. much less someone who she has complete disrespect for, probably felt familiar. And I think yeah. that's when she's, I think this is more about Eleanor willing to give herself a chance than giving Rachel one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say that I, Nick kind of redeems himself for me when he proposes with the full knowledge that, or with the full willingness to walk away from everything. And I also love that Rachel has the agency and says, no, like this is a, this is a lose, lose situation here. And, yeah. and I'm not putting myself through this. Yeah. Um, there is a part of me that wishes that that had been a stronger vibe from the beginning that Nick's intention was, had been to walk away from everything all the time. And this was like a goodbye. And that after Astrid's separation from her husband, that they would all move together. Yeah. Away. Cause I just want the three of them to hang out. I right. think. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like there should be like, I, I don't know, like I, I'm not asking for a moralism, but it feels like there should be at least a repudiation of the lifestyle of the, like we're rich and untouchable. So we're going to yeah. be a jerk to you. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that didn't, like, I was actually a little bit bummed whenever he proposed. I was like, oh, he's proposing on the plane with a ring he bought with money he earned from his job. No, it's his mom's giant ring and they're stuck yeah. as part of this awful family. Yeah. <laughs> my, my super dump is in a little bit uh, a relation to what almost was my super pump. Uh, but I, so I, my super dump is not the fact that the men are egregiously the weakest points of this story. Yeah. Uh, in production, in acting, in everything. It's not that it's like, oh, come on, guys, stand up for us. Like be <laughs> right. Yeah. Be be the dominating force that you've forced yourself to want, be. I want some male representation. Unfairly given for yourself. When are boys going to get to do something in movies? But come it's, on. It is like they're because of Jimmy Chan, Michelle Yeoh, like yeah, all of these, like the women by far. Aquafina, like everybody is far. Even Rachel, I think Constance Wu's does Constance a good job. Wu or Constance far, Wu does a great job too. Far more interesting than any time. So that means the moments that we have, you know, the bachelor party and we have, uh, oh my gosh, I keep almost saying his actual name. Nick, <laughs> not Henry, sorry. Yeah. The moment that we have like Nick with, uh, you know, his bro out on the thing telling him about like the raft and all that kind of stuff. They took a helicopter to get off that crazy, crazy, that felt so hangover or something. Yeah, yeah. Big completely. Time. But like, all it's of like those they cast moments, his friend Bernard. They were like, "We already got Ken Jong. Who's got yeah. a Ken Jong vibe that we can put yeah. in that role here?" Yeah, I guarantee you. I can almost guarantee that all of my favorite movies don't have any point where I'm like, "Hurry up and get past this." Right. Yeah. Not because I'm so excited about what happens next, but because I'm just like over it. And I think yeah. any time that it was just guys, which is rare was super weak and it was very noticeable and I, I'm not, I wasn't about it. So that's my super dumb. I agree. There's something else I want to throw at the wall here while we're talking about some, some stuff that is like cool and weak at the same time. The portrayal of technology, like the texting and stuff. I know you brought that up, I think last week or two oh, weeks yeah. ago, Carter. It was really, really cool. Oh, that um, was really cool. And it all completely falls apart plot wise. <laughs> They've yeah. been dating for a year and she's never clicked on the Instagram of somebody in his family and seen that they have 2.6 exactly. million followers. Like 100%. Completely. And what you live this? in New York. What this is, is the this? first time someone saw y'all together. A picture? Is this like, the first time y'all have been out? Right. Yeah, yeah. If you've got your little birds 
everywhere, totally. uh, Eleanor. Like how yeah. has, how is it just now? They should have they should have waited and been like they started dating online in a COVID pandemic and then they went out for the first time. He's like, wait, you're with a famous. Yeah, you're with a famous. Yeah, and, and like her best friend is from and lives in Singapore. And she, at no point was she like, yeah, I'm dating Nick, a guy named Nick from Singapore. I'm dating a guy named Nick Young who's from Singapore. Right. And she was like, wait, the Nick. Like the the fact that we watch all of this happen. So there's that, and then also just in that same vein, and then I'm I'm done just relentlessly uh, saying negative stuff, but the the expository dialogue is so intense at the beginning of this movie. Oh, big time, big G- time. Jimma Chan's line, um, Astrid's line when she's talking to her husband and she gives him the watch and she's like, <laughs> I know you're busy with your startup, but you're not a general in the army anymore. Or whatever, you're not a captain in the Air Force anymore. Whatever she says, it's just like-, like how, yeah, spoon just, feeding yeah. plot points. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that thing when it's like, come on, man, we've been best friends since third grade, especially since that bus accident when we were the only two survivors. You remember everything we've gone through? That's how we know each other. Like it's just- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nobody would ever man. say that. Right. So yeah. there's a lot of that. It's a movie. I get it, whatever. I just, I thought that all of that, this movie started- with a whole lot of me rolling my eyes at that stuff. Sure, it's kind of an uphill yeah. climb. It was a yeah. it was a tough fight at the beginning for it's me. It's the to like- climb. That's probably my favorite Aquafina song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's here's something that nobody's talked about yet, and it's wild that it's so important to this movie. Nobody's talked about it. The mystery of Rachel's father. That's my super dump. That has no reason to be in this movie. What on earth is that? that that's just a bunch of extra thing. stuff. Dude, imagine that's just a, a human bunch being of extra stuff that looks at another human being and is like, "You lied about your dad. He was a monster." And she doesn't say, "I'm actually finding out about this right now, for yeah. the first time." So that was about <laughs> the most like days of our lives, lives of our days thing <laughs> that could have ever. It was just like, "Your dad? You thought he was dead? No, he's not. He's alive." And your parents were never married, and your mom ran away. And had you in America and never told you about... It's like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's wild. Super dumb. That's so stupid. That has no reason to be in this movie. It adds absolutely nothing other than just a complication. And she's immediately totally chill with the fact that her mom's lied to her her entire life about her dad. The wild thing to me is that Rachel is never, never, ever like, wait a second. I have a dad? Right. Can we go meet him? Like, what's going on here? And, And listen, I... Maybe that's maybe that's not a reaction to expect somebody to have when they find out this news. But I feel like in a movie, that's always the reaction, right? Regardless of whether somebody in real life would respond that way to finding out secret details of their father. In a movie, we usually leave the, wait, I have a dad, he's alive, I have to meet him. That's the story we tell with that type of element. Even, you know? even yeah. minus I have to meet him, I feel like even in real life, everybody who finds out that their dad is not dead is going to be like, hold up. <laughs> Hang on, excuse me, Give me a second to process this information. What's going right. on? Yeah. Yeah. That you was can so hear stupid. Luke's no Boy, screams in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. No. <laughs> um, are, we, are we kind of, it, it's not going to be unbeknownst to us anymore because I'm bringing it up, but are we kind of like just having this long play to set up getting more excited for Eternals? Like we had Chloe Zhao yeah. for our Oscar episode, Jimmy Chan. Yep. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to see more of her on hundred percent in. I think yep. this was the first thing I had ever seen her in. I don't know that I've ever actually watched any of her work she was before. A, I have think you she was seen a voice in something? Have you seen recently, Captain right? Marvel? Is she in Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she is, isn't she? She's one of the Kree she warriors is, at the beginning. She I mean, she really knocked my socks off this movie. She is really fantastic. 
Wait, who's one of the Kree? Or she's one of the warriors at the beginning that that uh, Carol Danvers is fighting with. Who? Who? Jimmy Chan. She. I mean, I'm looking at it. She's Min- Minerva in. No way. Had no idea. Yeah. So this is her. Uh, she's getting recast, basically. Yeah. Well, because she was under all that prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking. Um, I haven't watched a Transformers movie since the third one, so that I wouldn't know her from whichever one she did of that. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the first thing I've really watched her in, and I'm just really, really impressed with her. Yeah, she's great. Oh, it looks Very like she was great. in the BBC Sherlock. Oh, was she? That's a great Yeah, she played show. Watson. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's crazy. Herlock. Oh, I get it now. She is Holmes. <laughs> <clears throat> My point here is, I'm very excited for her to be in Eternals because I think she's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. Well, she's I'm, also I'm a big I think, Chloe Zhao fan. Yeah, I think I think this is a with with any novel like this. There's more than one. There has to be. There's three. Uh, of I them. think there's like three. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. There's uh, a sequel like coming out. I know this. This is I was being like rhetorical. It's like oh. there's. Oh, so she's doing a thing. She is oh. very heavily oh. Oh. in the second one. Uh, it's it's a lot about her from what I from what I've read. Uh, Feels and, like we would have had the sequel by now, right? 2018. Well, well there was COVID. this COVID yeah. stuff going around for a little while. Never heard of it. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. The sequel's Crazy Rich Girlfriend. Crazy Rich Girlfriend. That's what it <laughs> Genuinely, is. Genuinely, that's what it's called. And it's, it's. I guarantee you, it's her. I've never read I'm the novel. I'm pretty sure it's, it's called rich, rich Asian Girlfriend. Prove it. Yeah, we we barely see what will be her love interest like at the end. It's like a post-credit, it's like a mid-credit scene, honestly. And this guy's one of the top build actors and he's on screen for like 30 seconds. Harry Shum Jr. of Glee fame. <laughs> China Rich Girlfriend is the second movie or the second book. Really? Yeah, China Rich Girlfriend. And then I think that the third one's called like, like a, Rich People Problems or something like that. That China Rich Girlfriend feels like a word salad. It was like somebody trying to remember the name of this movie, but they just <laughs> had their wisdom teeth out. <laughs> Very much. Oh, man. China, yeah, China Rich Girlfriend is the sequel. So Woof. I assume Woof. that's coming. <laughs> I assume that's coming very, very soon. Yeah, so um, the, the, more, the more I'm reflecting on this movie, the more I, I really do, it, it, it does feel like it blurs the line between fantasy and like groundedness. Yeah, completely. Um, in a way that I wasn't really expecting it to. Um, but it, it totally has that like, quote unquote, like modern day fairy tale vibe while at the same time being very like intense and personal for Rachel and Nick and Astrid. Yeah. We didn't really talk about Colin that much. Nick's best friend. Oh yeah. I thought his performance was pretty good actually. Performance was good. I have no idea. Again, this is the kind of thing where it's like, maybe I'm just too quick to be like, hey, you're a jerk to me. I'm done dealing with you. But yeah. like the second, the second that Colin starts to be like, hey, you shouldn't, you should not propose to her. She's going to have such a hard time. You know she can't handle that. She's a poor. She's not a, a rich like us. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm not going to this dude's wedding now. Are you kidding me? Oh, by the way, that but, was almost my super pump. I as as I mean, that was a ridiculous wedding, like what they put together there. Oh, yeah. But it is, for me, it was all the ingredients for a, a incredibly emotive <laughs> The water was awesome. The water, the water, and her like that was a cool wedding. Bedazzled, like barefoot legs to go out there and walk. It was just so over the top, and the music was really, it was great. I think you made a good point about it. It shouldn't have been in English, but well, especially um, since we do a Coldplay cover in the at the end, like mm -hmm. just because the songs in English doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be sung in English. But yeah, gorgeous scene. That Coldplay cover was awesome. 
just by Coffee the way. cover was very good. Yep. That's just a good song. I don't think about that song enough. That's a good song. Listen, we're here to tell you Coldplay is actually good. Y'all should listen to- <laughs> They're actually a good band. Have you heard of them? Yellow, because it's a cool song. You ever like, have you heard of like Clocks or like The Scientist or any, like it's pretty crazy that they can write music that good. My favorite one from Coldplay is the one that's like, bum, 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 bum. I think it's called Vertigo. Yep. Yeah, love it. Bono, my fave. That's my favorite member of Coldplay is Bono. So Can we rate this? Yeah, let's go ahead and rate this movie. Uh, we're going to rate it using science, uh, the scientific cinema scale, uh, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. It's the first time I've ever yawned. How, what are the chances? yawning? Wow. 300 episodes, wow. the first time I've yawned. In. The, uh, the next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. And after that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. I buy Crazy Rich Asians. I think... um, I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should buy people. (laughs) Buy. I buy this movie. Why am I going to... I don't have to correct for you. I buy Crazy Rich Asians. Um, And I think that it has a quality that while my super pump was that it ended up being about cultural identity, it is very much a like romantic comedy. Uh, it's, 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 it's an over the top fun romantic comedy. And I think that because of those ingredients that it does have that feel semi familiar to just a good rom-com, I think it, I think this has the potential to be a classic. I think this is going to be one that, uh, is going to be up kind of in the upper echelon of whatever the new wave kind of rom-com is. You know, we've got our Meg Ryan season. Then we've got like our, uh, you know, time travel type stuff, Rachel McAdams Rachel season. Rachel McAdams season. <laughs> uh, and then I think we're going to have these like like super high budget, uh, more exotic kind of like, let's do it. I'm, I'm yeah. in. I buy it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm renting it. Um, I think it is... Gorgeous to look at. I think it's a very interesting movie. And I think that it's one of those that blew up in a way that is worth checking out, um, especially for um, Jimma Chan. And um, just as far as like the overall quality of movie making being very high, um, I think that it's definitely worth checking out. This one didn't, I think because I hadn't seen it and it won first place, like by a pretty decent margin i was expecting a lot and i ended up underwhelmed um so so this one's gonna be a rent for me i'm also gonna rent this one too i enjoyed watching it i actually had a really good time watching it i thought it was pretty fun it was really not like anything that we've certainly anything we've ever watched uh for summer of love in the past couple of years and it's pretty unlike anything else i've seen too um i love that it was uh like non-Western representation, which is something we don't get a ton of out of Hollywood, which is fantastic. It, to me, falls apart if you think about it afterwards, but just be in the moment and watch this movie and have a good time. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty good. I'll rent it. Yeah, it is a fun watch. Um, that concludes Summer of Love 4. 4, colon, time for love. Wow. That's it, guys. Maybe my favorite theme song we've ever done. Oh, for sure. That was it's a, a good time. I don't like to, I don't like to spend a lot of podcast time talking about how proud I am yeah. of us, but it's, I think I you mean, did a good job on that, guys. That's a horn sure. tutor. That's a horn tutor for sure. It's it's yeah. our it's our wonder wall. It's like you know, Oasis sure. did after exist all, before that. Yeah, yeah. after all, but it is. After all, 
It is kind it of is, our Wonder it Wall. Is our Wonder Wall. Wonder Wall yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, that means that it's time to move on. Time, time for moving on. Uh, next week we will be talking about the uh, ScarJo and Flopoo vehicle, Black Widow. Flopoo. Yeah. Oof. That Never one just heard hit that me. one. That one just hit that me. That one sucks. Actually, that's really bad. That's great. So we got ScarJo. We got Flopoo. Um, it's we got Dave Harb. <laughs> we got Dave Harb. Make Dave sure. Harb, my fave. Do you think Sam Jack will be hey. in it? Maybe as a post credit More like fave, fave Harbor. As a po-cred. We did it. There were some rumors <laughs> about Rob Dow being in this one. Rob Dow June being in this one maybe as a, as a cameo. Timeline would work out. Timeline would work out for Rob yeah. Dow in June. But I'm just mostly excited for ScarJo and Flopoo. I think they're going to be really great. <laughs> So <laughs> this is death. Yeah. This is death to Carter. So make sure you tune so in. Tune in for our Blawid episode. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel presents Blawid, the ScarJo Flopu vehicle. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what outrageous element we would have at our crazy rich Asian wedding if we could have it with no money is no object. <laughs> we can afford it for two chunks and a hunk I'm Jordan Wonders cheese pool oh like nacho cheese or like a dry pool shredded cheese ball pit style nacho cheese cheese pool for people or chips a fondue pool yes for no hey, no we're, we're, we're rich both. we don't have to worry about disease no way that's just like essence of dude in my fondue it's, it's fondue the pool is gonna be so big and the cheese so viscous that there is just simply no chance of germs traveling from one end to the other. Just find your spot and dip there. But are you in it too? You could be if you'd like to. That's 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 really no. your own choice to make. I can't tell you what to do with the cheese pool. If there is one molecule of dude in my fondue, I'm out. Fond- I'm so out. First of all, fondue. Second of all, we're all thinking. First, first of first of all, I said that about a minute and a half ago, and nobody laughed at me saying fondue, which is a funny joke. That that's should because have that is a my funny delivery joke. I was it. better. And also, I didn't hear it. Uh, but yeah, cheese pool. My name's Doge. Cheese pool, no people allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited apples, pretzels, chips. We got one cheese pool and we got one beer cheese pool for the pretzels. Soft pretzels? <laughs> Soft pretzels. And then we have a man in a, a black and white suit walking around with constantly with a mortar and pestle, fresh grinding some mustard for the pretzels can as I, well. Can I walk my answer back and just say soft pretzels? If you had all the money in the world. Just soft pretzels. What would you get? I'd love to have a pretzel. I'm, I'd love to have soft pretzels. Three pretzels from the mall pretzels. for me, please. Some Auntie Anne's, please. Thank you. <laughs> this is a budgetless wedding. You get one thing. That's the prompt. Carter, it should be it should be an unlimited number of those little shrimp guys from your wedding. Oh, that is to this date the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> yeah. Papacitos, bro, you can go get some right now if you wanted to. Um, dang, why well, I, I can't I can only think of things in a pool now. <laughs> what kind? If you had no budget, what kind of pool wedding would you have? <laughs> oh, it would be it would be such a waste of money, but it would be a Don't joke. Look. I'm Carter, and it would be it would be a pool full of full of denim pants. The and yes, where, yes, where something is normally just it's it is about family a lot of the times mm-hmm. at these weddings. Be like take a take a jump into the gene pool. 
Now, you said waste of money as though their engagement party didn't have synchronized swimmers for no reason whatsoever. Now, you said, wa- you said waste of money completely unaware that that's also a pun that could be W-A-I-S-T waste. money nice. for the gene pool. I think the first conversation, if I'm Rachel, the first conversation I'm having with Nick after the proposal is, hey, I'm super glad you have money and it's cool that we kind of have money. Um, let's talk about maybe not doing things like spending it on synchronized swimmers. Also, we didn't even talk about this. I'm guessing a professor at NYU isn't isn't in bad shape. I bet she got money too. Not Nick money. Nobody's got Nick money. She's normal rich. She's not crazy rich. Yeah. It's not called normal rich professors. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's not called doing all right professors. (laughs) Just digress. Like, comf keeps getting more and more normal sounding. (laughs) And less and less interesting. Fiscally comfortable professors. (laughs) <laughs> Favorite rom-com is Comfy Teacher. Comfy Teachers. <laughs> Comfy Teacher the movie. Starring uh, Constance Wu. <laughs> Relieved instructor. <laughs> We've got time for love if you make it. We have left this time I think it's time for love For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.